This is Turtle on a Fence Post, a virtual mentorship podcast for people that don't have a mentor in their lives, but would like one. I'm your host, Ty Jones. Welcome, everyone. Let's do a quick thought experiment for today. Let's imagine that in the early 1900s, on the dark side of the moon, there was this society of people called the Lunarians. How they got there is irrelevant, but they've adopted a way of life living in low gravity in harsh conditions where they've built dwellings that are suitable not only to survive, but for them to thrive. Let's imagine they've been there for thousands of years and they've developed a rich culture full of art and science. Their social hierarchy is very complex with many layers, just as ours is on earth. And they also have an intricate governmental structure. Now, take the most brilliant minds on earth. Think of the physicists, the philosophers, the chemists, etc. How many of them know about the Lunarians? How much do any of them know about the Lunarians? Nothing, right? Not only do they not know about the Lunarians, they don't even know that there's something that they don't know about. So it's two levels deep. They simply don't know what they don't know. Now, in our mental exercise... Imagine that the Lunarians are in fact real. They're as much a part of reality as life down on Earth is real. For most people, the moon was just a dead chunk of rock floating in space. Or it was a large hunk of cheese, depending on how old you are. Without having the advantage of seeing the other side of the moon, they could never know that there was actually... A thriving civilization over there. Because, as you may or may not know, the moon doesn't rotate, it wobbles, and so the dark side of the moon is always the dark side of the moon. Should have started with that, I guess. But the point here isn't to write a fictional story about these Lunarians. The point of this mental exercise, or this thought experiment, is that we need to ask ourselves the question, what do I actually know? Or can I know anything? You see, when you get right down to it, you really can't know anything, at least not for certain. You can't know things, but you can believe things. You can believe that something's true, but you can't know that it's true. And the things that you believe are an approximation in your mind of what is. What you believe actually may or may not be an accurate representation of reality. And I think, I believe, that believing you may or may not see some aspect of the world the way it actually is, is the essence of humility. Now, I do believe that there is an absolute truth. The world actually is a certain way. I believe that reality in any given moment in time is the same for everyone. But 
everyone's perception of that reality, the way that they see it, is what's unique for each person. So when somebody says, my reality, at least when I say my reality, what I mean is my perception of reality, not that there are two different truths. There really is a world, and that world is true. For instance, if you don't believe in electricity and you stick your finger in a light socket, you're still going to get electrocuted, whether you believe it or not. It's going to happen. So that was a fun thought experiment. Let's do one more for today. Again, imagine. Imagine that you were born without any of your five senses. You were kept alive by your loving and caring family. You were, of course, because you had no senses, completely unaware of them for 20 years. You laid in a bed for 20 years. They bathed you. They fed you intravenously. They cleaned out your bedpan. Your body was kept alive, but you had no way to know that they existed, and you had no way to give them any feedback that you knew. But on your 21st birthday, you're miraculously bestowed with all five senses. You get them all, sight, taste, touch, smell, and hearing. And right as you are bestowed with these senses, your mom walks into the room and sees you and realizes that you're aware of her. Now, in that moment, she'd probably be pretty shocked, but she would know what happened. You, on the other hand, when you first saw her, what would you think? Now, keep in mind, you've got to remember, you've never seen anything, you've never heard anything, you've never tasted anything, you've never felt the touch of anything, right? You, you have had none of your five senses, so you've just lived in utter darkness without having the opportunity to have any experiences and learn anything. So what would you think? Would you know it was your mom? Would you, you wouldn't even know what a mom was. Would you have any idea what any of the signals coming through your senses even meant? I don't think you would. I don't think you would have any idea what was happening, nor would you have the ability to articulate what you were thinking or feeling in that moment. Everything would be new to you. You would be like a newborn baby. But why is that? Why would you not be able to make sense of anything? Because what we know to be true, or what we believe to be true, more aptly put, is based on our experiences. It's based on our personal histories. The things that we've experienced have given us information, we've processed that information, and we have learned. But if you don't have anything to compare something to, a visual scene is simply just light and colors. It doesn't mean anything. With no history of learning language, the spoken word would just be a meaningless series of sounds. You, it would be like hearing a dog bark. You wouldn't be able to make it out. It's not that hard to imagine when you listen to somebody speaking another language that you've never heard. You grew up in America and you hear somebody speaking Mandarin Chinese. You would not have any idea what they were saying. They would sound like just noises to you. Smells. If there's nothing associated with them, then they aren't meaningful. They're just smells. So the point here is that, as Stephen Covey, the author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, aptly put it, we don't see the world as the world is. We see the world as we are. Everything we experience is interpreted through our memories, 
and our experiences. And that's what gives it meaning. Our personal history is how we are able to interpret the world. And make no mistake, what you think of as reality is your interpretation of reality. So one of my friends used to say, sometimes you're too stupid to know you're stupid. Hopefully he wasn't only referring to me, but maybe he was. More gently stated, you might say, you don't know what you don't know. And if we're really honest with ourselves, we live our lives in perpetual ignorance. The wisest among us are actually aware of their ignorance, and they're always looking to learn and expand their understanding of the world and the reality of it. Their goal is to make their interpretation of reality as close to what reality actually is, as what they think it is. And I think that should be a goal for all of us. A friend, another friend, uh, recently said a quote to me that is often attributed to Mark Twain, and I think this drives it home in a lot of ways. He said, it's easier to fool people than to convince them that they've been fooled. When you know something, it's really hard to give it up. So my recommendation is this. In your mind, make the shift from knowing things to believing things. Because like I said, if you know something, if you think you know something, it's a lot harder to let go of it than if you believe something. There's a word for it when you know something and you're unable to let go of that, that what you think of as a fact. It's called dogma. And somebody that's dogmatic is a closed-minded person. They're incapable of learning anything new because they believe that they know things instead of believe that they believe things. And that's an important paradigm shift. When the evidence piles up in favor of a belief, you have no choice but to accept that as what's probably true. But I also recommend being a skeptic. Just because something is likely true doesn't mean that it is. And you can adopt that belief, but be open to the idea that that belief could be incorrect and that you could have been fooled. And if you do that, I believe that you will continue gaining wisdom and knowledge your entire life. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. If you like the content, please share with people in your life that might benefit. And of course, consider subscribing and leaving up to a five-star rating. We'll see you next time.